what I'm going to do is read a quote from somebody famous. Most of these are authors. And then I have a question that goes off of the quote. Welcome to Living a Life Through Books. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmad. We are on part seven of this series of Closet Conversations. I'm chatting with a very good friend of mine, Erin Beaver. Erin is a genetic counselor, mother, a lifelong book lover who enjoys salsa dancing, listening to podcasts, and painting. While she's not an author in the traditional sense, she has co-authored a small number of scientific journal articles and content edited one high school curriculum in birth defects. Ah, a professional woman with a love of books. My kind of woman. Okay, let's get on with it. Yeah, there's this quote, and I think I I have it here somewhere, actually. Um, Okay. All right, so this is actually a perfect transition because this is one of the questions I was going to ask you. You're asking me questions. Mm -hmm. Who's interviewing who? Um... It's kind of both, right? Okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) Okay, so I have a theme. A theme? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going, what I'm going to do is read a quote from somebody famous. Most of these are authors. And then I have a question that goes off of the quote. So this one that I had picked out. I will just say, thank God there's edit here, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this one's from Ray Bradbury. And his quote is, you don't have to burn books to destroy a culture. Just get people to stop reading them. How do you think that we can save our culture by getting them to read books in the age of technology? That's a loaded question. How can we save people? I'm a pediatric dentist, and I see a lot of parents, and I see a lot of parenting styles, and I'm very, very, very saddened and sorry to say that In my years of being a pediatric dentist, I graduated in 2002. What are we, 15 years later, 2019? Parenting has decreased by 80%. 80% decrease. I see a lot more parents today. They bring their kids and they're just on their phones. Mm -hmm. How do you change that? How do you change parenting? How do you change someone to look themselves in the mirror? I'm going to answer I do not know because the other issue with this question that I'll tell you is people don't like to be called out on their mistakes. So if I said, hey... You're on your phone too much, Erin. Why don't you just put your phone down and, you know, interact with Nora? Mm -hmm. The best gift you can give your child is time. Hands down. You cannot buy a better gift for your child. You cannot buy, purchase a better gift for your child better than the time you spend with them. Mm -hmm. If I were to say that to a parent, then 
nobody wants to be called on what they're doing. But there is a way to change. Now that I think about it, there is a way to change that. And the only way to change that is to change yourself. If I changed myself, and I was the better example. If I spent time with children and set an example, maybe that can change one other person. Maybe somewhere a child realized that, oh, Dr. Ahmed's spending time with me. Time is valuable. Maybe I'll use that example and spend it with my kids. Mm-hmm. Change can only come internally. We cannot change the other person. We can only change ourselves. The other aspect of change is that it's one of, uh, I think, Newton's law of motion. Um, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if I am pushing and pushing and pushing on you, so think about this. Aaron, read. Aaron, read. Aaron, read. Aaron, read. Aaron, read. At some point, you've kept hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. So then, the next time I come along, hello, Aaron. That's a change. Mm-hmm. How are you going to respond? You have to respond to that. It's a change. Aren't you going to tell me to read? <laughs> no, how are you? <laughs> It's going to change you. You mm-hmm. have to change to that. Mm-hmm. Because all this time, Aaron Reed, Aaron Reed, Aaron Reed, maybe you have a response, maybe you say something. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Aren't you good? Like you said, aren't you going to tell me to read? And I responded with, no, how are you doing? Why aren't you going to tell me to read? Yeah, great question. Why aren't you? Because I value you as a person, and I I feel that it's not fair for me to tell you what to do. Because I want to read doesn't mean you should read. How are you doing? Let's not talk about reading. I know that's not something you like. How do you feel now? It's different. Mm -hmm. I haven't done anything to you. I have changed my behavior. Mm -hmm. So... I will take back my answer from I don't know to I do know. And that is we have to change ourselves if you want to see change in others. Mm-hmm. There you go. Answer. I like it. Okay. I have one that is a little bit more fun. A fun question. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is from, I'm not sure how to say this name, Henri de Bolsac. Okay. And the quote is, reading brings us unknown friends, which I can see two ways, right? Um, One way, you make friends with the character, probably the most obvious way. But my question is, have you ever had someone strike up a conversation in public because uh, because of the book that you're reading? And like, what was that experience like, if so? Okay, I have not struck up a conversation because of a book I was actually reading but I was actually going to do a podcast about this but I'll tell you right now when Harry Potter 
book five was released. The day it was released, I was flying from Lake Tahoe back to St. Louis. I had just gone for a conference, and I knew the day I was flying back was when the book was released. I walked through the airport. I bought the book, full price, 30-whatever dollars, in the airport. And I sat there reading. Now, this is the airport waiting area, okay? (laughs) And I'm reading the book. And at one point... I stopped reading. You know, you took you take a breather. Mm-hmm. Put my bookmark there. It took a deep breath. And I looked up. Around the same time, there were three other people in that same area with the same book. <laughs> and each of us looked at each other. We made eye contact. I made eye contact with person one, person two, person three. We smiled. We nodded. And then we went back to reading. (laughs) I didn't say hello to them. I don't know who they were. But that was a phenomenal memory to me. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite book memories ever. So unknown friends, at that point, I couldn't have approached them either. There's no way. We were, Mm -hmm. I have, I have sometimes I'll walk and I'll just be like, oh, you're reading this book. Cool. Yeah, I've read it. You know, that kind of a thing. I might strike up a conversation. But the issue with this is, As you know, as a reader, if you're actually reading, you don't want people to come and talk to you. (laughs) It's true. Leave me alone. (laughs) If you've really read the book and you are a reader, then you know it's common courtesy to not talk to me. So I'm going to say no, but I will say that you and I are closer friends now. Mm -hmm. I would say so too. Because of reading. Because of this whole reading communication. Yeah. Have you met any unknown friends through reading? I've not had any unknown friends. Or unlikely, you know. Um, I have had some awkward situations that have come up because of books that I've been reading. For example, one day I was at the um, service station getting my oil changed in my car or tire- tires rotated or I don't know, something of that nature. And this was when I was in master's program, so I was reading one of my textbooks that said genetic counseling on the outside. And there's this lady with a, with a couple kids that's sitting near me. She says, oh, I see you're reading this book. Are, are you in genetics? And I said, well, I'm in a training program right now. Yeah. And so I go back to reading, and she's like, well, let me just – do you mind if I just talk to you for a minute? And she says – you know, my child here has been referred to genetics. And uh, I, I keep thinking, well, what's the purpose? I don't really need to go. You know, what can they possibly, what information can they possibly have for me? What do you think? And I said, well, if, if you have multiple doctors telling you this, you should probably do that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably a good idea. We, we both are in the uh, medical field, so it's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> When we tell you to go see a doctor, 
We're not doing it just because it's fun for us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and of course, I'm a people watcher, so you know that uh, I I, com- I concurred with the doctors that had recommended this. But I don't know if she ever went to the genetics um, clinic that she was referred to. I hope she did. Hopefully, that made a difference. I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a friendship, but it's an awkward situation, and right. maybe it helped her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. And that's it for now. Please subscribe to my podcast so you are notified when we air our next episode of Closet Conversations. If you have found this episode enjoyable, please take a moment to write me a review. It is through your reviews that my podcast can be more searchable and can rank higher. Like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. This episode and all my previous episodes are being uploaded to my website at shanazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Together, let's start a reading revolution. My website and logo was designed by Alia Rahman. She's a St. Louis-based graphic designer and surreal artist. You can contact her at aliarahman.com. That is A-A-L-I-A-R-A-H-M-A-N.com. My starting and ending music was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time 